Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first Art Talk podcast today. I'm Heather. I'm going to be the host. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing two individual artists who are also a married couple. They co-own and operate a warehouse, a, a art studio called Warehouse 4726 in Miami's Art District. Thank you for coming again. So... I would have loved to come and see the art studio and do this in person, but as you know, with everything kind of going on, it's a little bit hard to do that. So that was kind of where I wanted to start is how has COVID affected both of you from your art process to kind of just like in general in your studio? Well, we both have day jobs. So that's um, one of the things that kind of, um, affected us. At the very beginning, it was uh, fairly nice. We, uh, Jeannie would sit back here and do her Zoom, and I would sit up front and do my classes up front. And um, it worked out for a while. Uh, and, you know, just kind of, for, for us, it, the only thing that it did is it kind of made us spend more time together. Because um, our jobs kept going, they kept paying us. I get paid during the summer. Uh, whether I teach or not. So, um, you know, they, it didn't make much of a change in terms of our finances. Uh, we were able to go into the studio a little bit more than usual. We actually expanded our space, doubled in size and the amount of artists in June. Uh, the, the, the way it worked is uh, one of the studios became open, one of the warehouses became open next door to us and we just said oh we'll take over and see if it works and it worked it was full up uh june 15th so it didn't really it hasn't really affected us till now when i've had to go back to the classroom with students in the classroom and doing the hybrid system um, and so i'm going to a place where there's about a thousand people 800 to a thousand people on any given day yeah. the, the other thing that COVID did for us is we've learned that the world is a really small place and the sun's on my face. We've learned that this world's a very small place. We've done a lot more Zoom. Like we didn't spend time on Zoom the way we are now. So we started doing a lot of workshops and uh, like art classes online. And we would get people from all over the country and all over the world. We had somebody from Germany sit in on one of our workshops. Somebody so, from Spain, Spain also came in. Yeah, so, that yeah was, so it was nice. That was one of the really cool things about it. The world became very small. And of course, people were really hungry for interaction and, and community time. So. While there were a lot of um, negatives to COVID, we were able to find a lot of silver linings uh, throughout the few months of quarantine. The sun has decided to shine on my face. Move over. Yeah, we're gonna shift. <laughs> yeah. How's that? There we go. With um, how you were working with other artists during this time, if you're still able to kind of collaborate with the other artists in your studio, if you're able to bring people in kind of all the time still during that time when we were all socially, you know, quarantined in our own place or? Yeah, we haven't had a lot of, we, 
there wasn't a lot of working together with artists. Um, like, like I said, we were going in a lot more. We were spending a lot more time in the studio, but a lot of the other artists were not coming in. Uh, or we would find that, like as I said, we expanded, which seems like a really counterintuitive thing to do to grow our, our space, our business during a time when a lot of businesses are struggling. Um, we took the leap of faith and we did that. And so we would go in to check on the space and there'd be maybe one artist in the space. Um, or if, they, if there was more than one, there was a lot of social distancing going on. So there were artists going in, but there wasn't a lot of working together. There's, I mean, we're such a tight community. We love spending time together. Um, but a lot of us, especially in the beginning, we're doing a lot of quarantining, um, sort of hanging out at home or uh, just social distancing because we were, I mean, nobody knew what it meant. Nobody knew what COVID was. So I think that we were all, um, yeah, I think we were all just afraid to, to spend time together. So we were kind of all staying away. Um, the last two or three months have been different. We're all spending more time together, but in safe, you know, safe ways. There's masks, there's distancing, but you're finding artists in their studios now. In, in our group where we are in, in the Bird Road Art District, you're seeing artists spending time together with masks or they're, they're far apart. But um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I think, I don't, I can't even say as artists, as people. It's hard not to be with other people. And as artists, we need that communication. We need the idea sharing, idea stealing. Yeah, the creative kind of flow. We need that creative flow. Yeah. We, we have an artist who has their studio next to us. There's four artists in that other studio next to us. And she was at home by herself in her apartment. And, um, you know, when we first saw her, she was so funny because she said, well, I'm, I'm talking to the birds, I'm talking to my cat, you know, she's just like, you know, and we're realizing now we've had to make a decision related to next month. Um, and we realize the need for community is great. And, um, and I'm seeing in my classroom that the students learn better in the classroom than they do virtually. Uh, sixth and seventh graders are, are very easily distracted, so. I'm uh, a student, yeah. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> I can understand that that would be harder even, you know, in younger years, it's even harder to stay on a Zoom call and be paying attention, so, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna open up for, we, we usually do in the district, we are in the Bird Road Art District, we usually do um, studio visits, uh, open to the public, open studio night. Third Saturday. The third Saturday of every month. So now in October, when it comes around, we're going to be doing it. Of course, we'll have, you know, the sanitizer out and we'll make sure that people are doing the social distancing. Yeah, we and have these big bay doors. So the bay door will be open. So there'll be a more of a flow of air. We're going to do everything we can to keep people to help people feel safe and keep it sanitized. But there's a need in the community to kind of have that interaction. And, and if we can have it safe and make sure try. that people are 
are um, are at least talking to each other because it's it's getting really it gets weird when you don't see people and you start thinking of people in a different way. So yeah. uh, we want to make that Zoom call interactioning and just the way you kind of like converse with people over like a video call versus in person. It's just a very different way of you know having to communicate. So. I definitely think there is a need. I was actually going to ask because I did see that when that is coming up. I saw it's on the 17th, but who is it open for? Is it open for if I just wanted to come and show up? It's open to anyone. To yeah, anyone. We're, you're welcome we're, to come by. You, and we're going to try to police it the best we can, you know, when yeah. we're there. Yeah. Uh, we don't have 30, 40 people. It isn't Wynwood. The yeah. Bird Art it's District like is, is it's, very relaxed and, yeah. and easygoing. So we usually get, if, if, we're, if it's a really great night, we may get 40 people coming by. Over the course of three hours. Over the course of three hours. So, so it's not like, you know, we're gonna be having to push people away or anything like that. It's just gonna be, can you, you know, people showing up, hey, can we take a look at your work in your studios? Yeah. And there's gonna be four, probably four studios, oh, four, like, warehouses open so it's not like it's just us so there's a lot of places people can go we do things together as a group we have a the the warehouses that we're in make a u um so there's actually i think but i think there's like there's like 16 warehouses or something like that all together somewhere in that area and then we have two of them so we've talked to the other people and everybody has said, look, we really need to do something. Yeah. Um, and it's not, there isn't like a lot of sales that go on during this time or anything like that. It's really just for people to come by and take a look at the work and for us to maintain our relationships with people who have seen our work and want to see it grow. So, mm -hmm. so it's, um, it's not monetary driven. It, it is really driven by this one person who said, she was talking to the birds and we realized we need to get her out there. <laughs> she needs people. You know? and people need some human interaction. So, yeah, yeah. People. <laughs> so we said, you know, this may be a good time. And now that I have a little bit of experience going back to school and seeing how it works, um, we can do that. We can kind of maintain a safe uh, environment. So, yeah. Well, back well, to the, the monetary aspect of art, because that is, you know, how artists are making their money. I wanted to talk to Jean a little bit about the whole marketing and business aspect side of art, because I'm very interested in that myself. And from a marketing perspective, how has that changed right now, more specifically, like in terms of like, how are you still able to communicate with your customers or your consumers or the people who would be generally spending money on artwork and stuff? So. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that. And we always talk about, um, you know, capitalism versus uh, culturalism, because, you know, we always say we don't make art to make money. We make art because we can't not make art. We don't care if anyone ever sees our art or buys our art. That's not why we make it. But as artists, of course, you have to make a living. In the real world, you have to pay rent, you have to buy groceries. So as an artist, you have to figure out how to make a living. Your parents want you to make money. Um, and some of the ways that you can do that, there are online galleries. I mean, having a, having 
uh, curators, having relationships with gallerists are really vital to an artist's career. Um, those things are super important even now. Gallerists and curators are struggling to figure out the online world. Um, I think if artists can figure out if they can figure out how to sell their work, then they are ahead of the game because a lot of artists can't. They, it's really hard to make the work and sell the work. That's, it's a rare artist that can figure those two things out. Um, I happen to have marketing, I've, I'm, I'm a marketer. I have a marketing skills, I build websites. I, I have a lot of hats that I wear. So a lot of us are looking at ways to do online things like artsy, Saatchi is another thing if you can get into Saatchi. Um, if your art, if the art that you're making is accepted on Saatchi, that is a huge boon for being able to sell your work because they do all the work for you. You put your work on there and they will do the work for you. You just, you get a notice, something sold, pack it in a crate and they'll come pick it up for you. I and mean, that's like, that's a dream come true. Um, but there's also things like e-commerce, online sales for your website. There's websites like Big Cartel, which I love. I'm learning how to use Big Cartel. Um, there's a lot of, and I, I know that artists are figuring out the online game. Now, especially um, because of COVID, the selling in person has just it's become really difficult. So if you can find artists that are selling on their websites and figure out how they're doing it. Talk to them. They may want to share their, their skills with you. They may want to talk to you about it. Um, but there's a lot of online websites now that do a lot of the work for you. Like, like I said, Artsy, Saatchi. Um, I know there's a couple others that are just not coming to my mind right now. But if you're able to get into an online art sales thing uh that's a great way to do it like taking some of that stress and anxiety off of you because there's a lot of work involved and it costs a lot of money to have an e-commerce site like if you have to have to, if you have to build your website figure out the e-commerce do all of that work and by the way you have to find time to make the work that's a lot so if you can figure it out awesome but if you can't figure it out Get your work on Artsy or Saatchi or one of those kinds of things. Um, but again, hang out with, like if you're at FIU, they have curator, they have, they have classes for curators. Hang out with those guys. You know, figure, hang out with, the, with the, the ones that are studying to be you know, curators or gallerists. Make those people your friends because they're the ones that are going to make the shows that you want to be in. They are really important. Some artists may think, oh, I'm just going to sell my work. I don't need, it. they get 50%. Why do I want to, they earn that 50%. They're still important and they will still be important. Even if they're just selling work online, they're going to sell your work. Don't try to figure that out on your own. So that's, that's my, my, uh, my biggest pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my, my, my news is bad news is that we make, the average salary of an artist is 10,000 a year. And there are artists out there that we know that are making hundreds of thousands in their work. So that means that there's a lot less artists getting to the 10,000 mark. It's just hard. It's just hard. And most artists we know 
have some sort of job to, to make sure that there's rent and food on the table and to pay for the studio and the paints and the materials. And then they're hoping that their work sells. And when it does, it's a big deal. And they're able to make um, bigger work or different work because they have a little bit of a funding behind them. So it is difficult, um, but it is nobody I know. Well, I guess there's a couple of people I know that, that have decided to become artists to make money. But most of the people do it because they have a passion and a love for it. They can't help it. And, um, and we see that, that passion and love continues in students, in colleges, and all over the United States. I mean, it, it continues in spite of the, the facts that show that it's a hard life, you know. But it's, I got to tell you, it's a great life. Yeah. It's a great life. It, it's a wonderful. There's nothing better than you make a painting or a sculpture or a you know what video a, whatever video, you're whatever making. it is you make i don't i don't paint i make i make 3d sculpture 3d works collage and, and color graphs and back there. there you go you see yeah, yeah i don't yeah exactly when somebody walks up to a piece and they just stand there and they're lost in and you don't have to say a word to them you just say oh look what I, you just they just stand there there's nothing better when someone just connects with something that you made They're relating to you that's amazing. Yeah. you know that's why you make work you're not making it for people to say oh that looks great i love that you don't care if somebody tells you you know pats you on the back and tells you it's great you make it because you have to make it you just you can't help it but then when somebody else connects with it and understands it there's just nothing better so we make work because we have to make the work but we love it when somebody understands the work or connects to the work, maybe doesn't understand it, but they feel something. So we're not making it because we want them to buy it. We're making it because we have to make it. And, and something that's really important is if somebody comes up to you and says, I love that piece, but I can't really afford it, you know, set up a payment plan, yes. do something to meet them halfway. Um, because if they're willing to make the sacrifice from their job and their daily rigor to kind of make payments on a piece, there's nothing better than that. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that you go to their house and, and you hang it and you're there and, they, and then you spend time with them. So you understand what it is that they saw and, and why it's important to them. Um, you know, sometimes you'll create a payment plan for four or five months. And that person is diligently saving that money and putting it forth towards your work. Um, that kind now of, you, have a collector. you know, that kind of assurance is amazing. You know, that someone will be willing to make, like how many things do we buy that we have to save for four or five months for? The list is few, you know. Uh, so when they do that, meet them halfway. Really kind of reach over as much as you can because they're, they're willing to make a sacrifice. Maybe there's a smaller piece. Maybe there's, um, you know, the, if it's too much and the payment plan's not doable, a smaller piece or something else. But don't, don't, con don't, don't, um, don't cut because they can't afford it. Right. You know, make sure you keep that because if they're asking, it's because they're interested. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to what extent do you use social media and these tools to kind of 
reach out in other ways to your consumer, not necessarily your customer, but you're just consumer, the people who you kind of want to connect to your artwork and see your artwork. And I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I agree, I do too, so <laughs> I yeah, I, I, um, I used to be all on board for social media. I mean, I, I've worked in marketing for a very long time. Um, I used to work in the hospitality industry and I've moved into the arts industry. I'm mean, fortunate enough to work in the arts industry now uh, as an artist. And um, I help artists build websites and I help them understand social media so that they can you know, build an audience and share their work. And as far as I'm concerned, the only reason to be on social media is to get someone to go to your website. If you have a website or a blog or, you know, wherever you are, the only reason to be on social media is to get them to go to a place where they can see your work, a place that is your space. You don't own Facebook and you don't own Instagram. Any data you put out there, they own. They own, you're the product. Everything you put out there is their data. You're the product. So I really struggle with that. Um, I know that it can be helpful to getting people to come visit you, to get people to find you. Um, to build a brand kind of, uh, yeah, it's used a lot. But I would say don't lean very heavily on it. I would say email is still the best way to get people to, to, to engage people. And anytime you put anything on social media, just, the goal is to get them to come back to your website or to get them to come into your studio. Because if you can have a real relationship with someone, that's where you will eventually get a sale. People may, I don't know, I don't know how many people are selling work on Facebook and Instagram. People, maybe people are, um, I, I don't know if anyone. We know a couple. We you know a couple that have sold on Instagram. One of, um, well, that one artist we had in the studio, she was selling through Instagram. So, so it's a possibility in terms of, you know, sales and things like that with younger individuals. Um, but there's something that happens there that isn't, um, well, I don't, I don't want to use that word, but I, I think that isn't, uh, it's not, I think it's not a sense of honesty, but there's a, there's a sense of, I, I, I'm trying to find the right word in my brain, um, authenticity. Yeah. And, and you get that when you, you know, it's like, it's like a dating site almost, right? You put it out there and then you're waiting for the fish to come in. Yeah, no, the whole thing. But the reality is, till you sit with that person, till you have a conversation one-on-one, -on -one, till you see each other in that light that is um, more personal, it's hard. It's hard to say this is it, you know, without 
that closeness, that that kind of. Um, I mean, do you agree? No? Yeah, because yeah, of course we all know social media—it's always your best light, your best image, you know, the very best, best. So, you know, yeah. I comb I comb my hair before I got on here, and I look much better than I did two minutes ago. That's that's what it is, you know. So yeah, I would say you know. I know that people think they have to be on social media. I, and I used to agree. I would, I would, I'm backing off of that statement these days. Be sure to have somebody's email address. Be sure to be able to communicate with them in different ways. And I think that there's more value in real communication and real engagement. I'm not so sure social media is the be all and end all of, of building an audience these days. And, and even if we're just building community, if you're going to build the community of people around you who are interested in work, you don't just want them to hit like on your social media. You want them to be involved. You want them to show up. You want to have those conversations. You know, it's so different. We, we were with a couple of friends that, showed, uh, that wanted to come by the studio yesterday. We hadn't seen them since March. And it just feeds your soul. It feeds your soul to be with people who share your passion. Even if you don't agree on the same things, at least the sharing of that passion when you're together is important. And my, my final thing on that is I'd rather have 150 real people versus 150,000 likes on a page. So, yeah, I agree. That. I definitely agree. It okay. feels like a necessary kind of evil sometimes to be a part of but it is something that I think it has to be done in the correct way especially in terms of your business and your artwork really too protecting your artwork so yeah I could keep going with much more questions but I'm gonna end on this note that um, I saw that Ignacio is an FIU alum. So for all the FIU listeners, what would you say your biggest takeaway was from your time at FIU? Okay, I didn't hear you. I'm what sorry. What was your biggest takeaway from FIU as an alum? The people I took with me. You know, Bill McGuire, Eduardo de Valle, Gomez, you know, um, Jim, um, just so many people that were a part of my life. And then the students that were with me at the time too. You know, um, I was going to interviews for my master's program and I called someone and they said, oh, we know this person over there. Why don't you stay with them? So when I was there for the weekend, I stayed with somebody I didn't even know, you know. And it was, that's the kind of thing that FIU built. It built a, a family away from my family at home that gave me the possibility to just reach out when I had a question or we ran into each other at a, at a show. It was, hey, there's another show coming up. Why don't you, you know, give me a call and let's do something together. And so, we still run into those people. Yep. Yeah, it's still. We're at a show and it's like, you know, we still run into people here now. Yeah. And it is so great to be able to see the people who, who were part of my education still around and those that were next to me to be pillars of our society now 
building up the fort. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So I, I'd say it's, you know, it's what I tell my students all the time, even in sixth and seventh grade, I also have high school students, but in, I, from, from as early as I can get them to, when you're in college, the minute, the minute a professor says, hey, I'm gonna go have lunch, you guys wanna come along? Your answer is always yes. Skip a class if you have to, but go to that lunch because they're gonna give you the education that you're never gonna get in a room. And so I, I think that's what I got from it, that we were able to sit and talk, that we were able to make things happen. We made programs grow and, and made work that was interesting and we questioned the authority and we did so many things that's so great for artists that are constantly trying to make work that that discussion still goes on today and they still remember the things we did you know so it, it's important it's important to reach across do you guys have any last advice for people who are kind of trying to find their art niche and where they fall into the art world and where they're trying to go with it and any last words of advice yeah do what you want to do <laughs> don't worry about the rules the regulations do what you want to do make your work oh you know what there's something i, I think we should say there's this idea out there that you have to be part of what the society says you know and there's so many things that we grow up with that we think that's the way life should be go visit a studio visit an artist that's working ask them how they live mm -hmm. ask them where they live we know so many people who live in their studios and that's the only way that they can make work and that was something i didn't know when i was younger you know so i think it's important that you visit other possibilities in life other than the ones that you're used to and you have seen you know get together with a group and get a warehouse and split the space do whatever you need to to continue making your work i think that's the best thing i, I can think do. that's it i mean that goes along the lines of do what you want to do you know don't follow the rules make up your own but do do think when the moment you think oh, I have to be this way, question that a hundred times and say why and go find out what somebody else does. There's another answer to that question. Always another. I love that advice. Well, thank you so much again. I actually do plan on coming to see the Cinder House. Um, oh, we'd love to see you. We'd love to see you. And, and we can invite everybody who's going to see this. So whole group. Like, I know Lewis is in here, so we'll have to tell the whole group, like, that's going to be going on. They're all invited. They're all invited. Thank you so much. Again, it was a pleasure getting to meet and know you guys. This was great. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you.